you'll get the inside and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. That sounds so good, doesn't it, Bison Nation? Oh, college football is back. And I love it. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan. We are T minus one week. T minus one week from the season opener. At Target Field, North Dakota State, the juggernaut, the undisputed heavyweight champs of the FCS. Winners of seven of the last eight national championships. Eight straight Missouri Valley football, football conference championships. What a spectacle. That'll be one week from today at Target Field downtown Minneapolis. It's not just a game, baby. It's an event. It's an event, a spectacle. 35,000 Bison fans invading Minneapolis starting next Thursday all weekend. Yeah, you're smiling right now. I know you're smiling, whether you're in the magic city of Minot, rolling down the streets of Maddock, North Dakota, Harvey, You got the truck out in Kennard getting ready. You're smiling. I'm smiling. Minneapolis better have enough beer. Minneapolis better have enough beer because Bison fans, when they start rolling into town, they are long overdue and ready for some college football. And we are so glad. I am so glad to be back with all of you for season two of Heard It Here with Swanee. Season number two, make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Brought to you by our sponsor, Seaberg Power Sports, Welton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking and Express along for the ride. The Matt Entz era begins. Trey Lance. Redshirt freshman Marshall, Minnesota, number five, the long lineage of excellence at the Bison quarterback position. And I'm not just talking about Brock Jensen, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, the juggernaut. Go back to the days of Steve Walker, Kevin Feeney, Chris Sindorm, and Jeff Bentram. The last two winning Harlan Hills is the best player in Division Two. North Dakota State has won something like 35 or 36 conference championships going back to the days when LBJ was in the White House in the 1960s. You want to put that number into perspective. In 65% of the seasons in the last 54 years, of the seasons going back over five decades. 
the Bison have won a conference championship, which is remarkable. Very, very schools, any level of football, say that. A lot of that has to do with the quarterback play. You need, you need good quarterback play, and we've got, the Bison have got the next guy in that long line. Trey Lance, Trey Lance is going to be a dude. You write it down. You heard it here from Swanee. What, what bothers the, the heck out of me, brothers and sisters, what bothers me is when some in the media say, no, no one saw that coming. We didn't see it. How could anyone saw that coming? No, no one saw that coming. I am seeing it coming. And I'm telling you right now on August 24th, 2019, a red shirt freshman wearing the number five is going to burst. He is going to burst onto the scene and be one of the most electric players in the Missouri Valley Football Conference and the FCS this year. I'm not talking two years. I'm not talking three years. I ain't talking four years. I'm telling you right now that Trey Lance will be one of the best quarterbacks in the Missouri Valley Football Conference this year. Football is football. Talent is talent. NDSU does a better job than anybody else in the FCS and is one of the elite teams in college football in developing talent. That's how you win as much as NDSU has. That's how in the last 120 games you go 112 in eight. That's how over the last five decades you win 15 national championships. You have to develop talent. But you also need to get that talent to campus. You need to recruit. NDSU has been the top gun, the maverick and the goose. They feel the need for speed. The top gun elite of the elite in the FCS at recruiting talent. Trey Lance is at the upper echelon of that list. Boise State wanted Trey Lance. He elected to stay with North Dakota State. And you can't underscore enough the importance. The importance, as Trey Lance and Matt Ants both mentioned in the last week, of Trey learning from Easton Stick of Trey going on the road every game last year, rooming with Easton Stick Friday night, that preparation, seeing how an elite-level quarterback prepares. This is a talent business. Teams that win in college football have talent. It does not happen by accident. You can be a great coach. You can be great at the X's and O's. You can be elite at developing players. But if the other team's roster has more talent than you, the vast majority of the games, the team with the better talent on the roster is going to win that football game. That's why NDSU is so undervalued. That's why I'm telling you right now, This morning, when everyone else says, 
no one saw it coming. No one saw NDSU going 11-1 and or 12-0 and in the regular season. No one saw that coming. How can you not? How can you not see that coming? Because you're lazy and say, well, the, the Bison lost 20, 24 seniors and uh, Chris Kleiman went to Kansas State. And Easton Stick, he's, uh, he's gone playing for the Chargers. NDSU's roster is the most talented roster in the FCS. How many other schools in the FCS, whether it's James Madison or Eastern Washington or our friends the Jack (laughs) Rabbits at South Dakota State, how many FCS schools can go up and down their roster and say, that guy had multiple FBS offers. That guy had multiple FCS, FBS offers. That guy, that linebacker, Luke Wirtz, Kansas State offered him a full ride. That running back, Sabian Clark, Iowa offered him a full ride. That quarterback, Trey Lance, Iowa offered him a full ride. NDSU's roster is the most talented roster in the FCS, period. There's nobody else that can talk about that many players that had multiple FBS offers. It's not an accident NDSU is getting those kids. It's no accident that NDSU has won as much as they have. They have better talent, and the NDSU coaches do as good a job as anybody else at developing and coaching up that talent. And so many folks, you know, I, I, get, a, I get a feeling. Let, I'll be a Billy controversy theory guy this morning on Heard It Here with Swanee. You get the feeling being around some in the local media that they're waiting for the bison to fall flat on their face, that they want that deep down in the dark places, in the, in the media mind, deep down in those crevices that they're pulling for three or four losses so they have a different angle to write about, so they can give you their hot takes because it's boring. It's boring for them when NDSU keeps winning and winning and winning. And I've talked about it. New angles, fresh stories, new head coach, new quarterback, a new era. Different chapter, same book. I think there's an element that wants NDSU to slip up this year so they have something different to talk about and something different to write about. But bison country, that ain't happening. There is too much talent, too much ability, too much hunger and a chip on their shoulders to prove the naysayers wrong. I I want you to do me a favor. We started a new podcast on the fan network here, the Thundering Herdcast with Swanee. We we heard you down on the streets in Frisco, the streets of Fargo-Moorhead in the region. You want more bison content. We obliged. You go to the 740 The Fan homepage under podcasts, Click on the Thundering Herdcast 
with Swanee. We've got interviews with Jabril Cox, James Hendricks, Randy Hedberg, all kinds of interviews up there. And when I talked to those guys a couple weeks ago, man-to-man, there was a theme that emerged, and they're sick and gosh-darn tired of hearing about everyone that's not in the locker room. This Bison roster, pull it up at Go Bison. They've got 30 guys on the roster. 30 guys. 30 guys on the roster that have four or five years of football playing experience. 30 guys that are entering their fourth or fifth year of college football. 30 guys who have played deep in December, into December, every year of their collegiate career. That's a veteran team, folks. That's a team with experience in veteran leadership. Now, I get it. I get there are new faces at the quarterback position. I get there are new faces in that loaded NDSU backfield. And I understand the Bison will need somebody to emerge at the wide receiver position whether that's Phoenix Sproles, Christian Watson, or Zach Mathis. I get that. You understand that. But let me tell you something. Those guys, Sproles, Watson, Mathis, they are talented. They are good football players. They had all kinds of offers coming out of high school. And now it's prime time. They're ready to shine. And that buys an offensive line is as deep and as good as any offensive line in the country with big Zach Johnson and Dylan Radens and Cordell Volson among some of the few. So you heard it here first that Trey Lance will be one of the most explosive players in the FCS this year. And the Bison, when they're rolling through a schedule, giddy up. When they're 11-1 and and a number one and number two seed, and everyone at our competitors tells you no one saw that coming, you saw it coming. Because I told you on August 24th that it's coming. This is Herded here with Swanee on 740. AM the fan. Stay tuned. We got a lot more bison talk coming up. Yes, sir. At NDSU, unlike the no good cattle rustlers and horse wranglers down south on I 29, it's always a bonanza. Every week, Swanee brings you his key moments behind the herd's bountiful harvest. Giddy up, bison country. Johnny T. Stigemeyer. Rustling some cattle. Cattle. No good. Dastardly cattle wrangler. How cool was that? How cool was that? Sweeper bumping back into Herded Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan. Week zero college football season. Bison kickoff one week away. Got Josh Linus running the board, steering the ship. Chase Miller from 740 AM, the fan, and Nolan Schmidt of Bison Illustrated coming on 
in a little bit to talk about North Dakota State and the preseason and the lead-up and all the hype. But that bonanza, the bonanza moment of the week for North Dakota State, how the Bison handled the quarterback controversy, the announcement. How many other positions in sports have a controversy like that? Boy, we've got uh, got four four guys that could really play that left tackle or that left guard position. We got a got a tackle controversy. How about in baseball? Uh, I don't know. Johnny's a good shortstop, but Danny Danny can hit the ball. We got a shortstop controversy. It's a quarterback, the most visible position in all the sports. A quarterback controversy. North Dakota State making the announcement that Trey Lance is a starter over Zeb Nolan, the Iowa State transfer. You want to talk about culture and leadership and maturity. How NDSU handled that situation going back to last spring, bringing in a guy in Zeb Nolan with all kinds of ability, taking nothing away from Trey. Zeb's a good quarterback. Played at Iowa State, pushed Trey for that starting quarterback position, made Trey better. Another guy in the quarterback room with associate head coach, quarterback coach Randy Hedberg, offensive coordinator Tyler Roll, and Matt Entz. Zeb Nolan could have pouted. He could have said, nope, I came here to be the starter. I want out. Put me in the transfer portal. I've only been here a few months. I want to play. You can understand that, can't you? Because your son, your nephew, your neighbor's kid, good quarterback, you you can only play one at a time. Only one of those guys can be QB1. Zeb wanted to be QB1. You can't blame a guy for wanting to compete, for wanting that position. When he found out Trey was a starter, said, I got your back. I got your back, Trey. I'm going to push you. I'm going to make you better. I'm going to be in this quarterback room with you. For his part, Trey Lance, what a mature football player. What a heady young man showing all kinds of leadership. How would you respond to that? Think about being Trey Lance on campus or around Fargo-Moorhead. Pretty soon, like Easton Stick and Carson Wentz or Brock Jensen before them, everywhere you go, there are the whispers. Hey, isn't that isn't that NDSU's quarterback? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Trey Lance. Little kids wearing your jersey. People talking about you all week on the news. That's a lot to throw at anybody, especially a 19-year-old. Trey Lance handled that with poise and maturity. That tells me he's going to be a special football player. He said, Zeb, I need your help. I need you to keep pushing me and to keep making me better. And that's the same message that he took to the rest of the Bison. To have that humility. To say, hey guys, 
Let's rally. I need you. I need you, man. That's an easy position for someone that age to get caught up in the hype, to buy into how special they are. The guys that came before me, yeah, Carson was a number two draft pick. Easton's playing in the league, and now it's me. I'm the next in that line. You got to stay grounded. And credit to, to Matt Entz and Tyler Roll and, and Randy Hedberg and that whole coaching staff for the job they've done. And what Trey Lance picked up from Easton Stick and learning how to handle that pressure and that hype and that kind of notoriety. It ain't like that everywhere, folks. It ain't like that everywhere. These guys got egos. This is one of the most visible things in the state of North Dakota, in the entire region. We're taking over Target Field next Saturday in Minneapolis. 35,000 people are going to pack those stands. For three or four days, downtown Minneapolis is going to be all a sea of yellow and green for the Bison. And at the center of that, at the nucleus, is this football team with a redshirt freshman quarterback. And for him to stay that grounded, that excites me because I follow college football like a lot of you do. And that doesn't happen everywhere. Sports Illustrated, their college football preview focused on the quarterback exclusively. They're calling it the year of the quarterback with Lawrence and Clemson, Esslinger down in Texas, Fromm at Georgia. It's the year of the quarterback. So it'd be real easy for Trey Lance to buy into the hype. He hasn't done that. North Dakota State, it's all about the team. James Hendricks, senior, captain, defensive back. He told Trey, this defense, this code green defense, Derek Tuska, Jabril Cox, me and the boys, we got your back, number five. We got your back. Everybody pulling in that same direction. The Bison are going to have three or four losses. Anyone who tells you that North Dakota State is going to have three or four losses this year doesn't know their elbow from their backside. I don't know where you come up with that. With the talent on the roster, a lot of guys coming back, and with that sort of leadership and maturity, Three or four losses. Give me a break. Give me an absolute break. Target field. I, it's on my mind. I woke up this morning thinking one week from today. Going to be in Minneapolis with all of you partaking, celebrating, imbibing, doing everything that's great about being a bison, seeing 35,000 brothers and sisters of the bison congregation. Getting after it. Make sure you guys take a moment to enjoy that. We are spoiled. North Dakota State fans, we are incredibly spoiled. Don't take this for granted. This doesn't happen 
This doesn't happen in college football. You're talking a select few programs, a select few universities that will travel 35,000 fans somewhere outside of their home city to support a football team for an event. It's not just a game. It's an event, a celebration of all things Bison. We're going to have Chase Miller and Nolan Schmidt. We're going to round table it up. Youngstown State, they kick off the FCS season this afternoon. 2 o'clock in Montgomery, Alabama, and the FCS kickoff against Samford. Villanova and Colgate, they're kicking off at 11 this morning. But we've got the Bison round table. Stay tuned for more. Heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan. Oh, loose cannon, look out! They're not good with boundaries, so they ended up here. It's fun to play for 10. Come on! The Power Trip, weekday mornings at 6. They're hilarious. On 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. The FM Redhawks make their home every game right here on 740 AM, 107.3 FM. News update. As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. Lots of storylines heading into the 2019 football season. Welcome back to Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com and also check out the newest podcast to the Fan Midwest Radio Network family the thundering herdcast with yours truly your old pal swanee if you go to 740thefan.com click on the podcast tab go down to thundering herdcast we've got three episodes up there and on the latest episode i just rip into james madison because they deserve it james madison is the most overhyped team in fcs if not college football right now the Dukies are whining because they're not number one. And, you know, after that stellar playoff performance where you sneak by Delaware in a rock fight in the first-round playoff game, and then in the quarterfinals you get trucked 35-zip by Colgate, yeah, you you should be uh, really hyped up coming in to this season. That team has gotten more mileage out of winning in the Fargo Dome in 20, 2016. Duke, Dukie Nation, what have you done? What have you done lately? So I take a take a shot there, and you got Ma Swanee who's texting, telling her, hey, make sure you and Dad tune in. Tune in to Heard It Here with Swanee at 740 AM, the fan. She texts back, will it be podcast later? Doesn't want to listen to the radio. This early in the morning, love you, Mom. Yeah, we'll have it podcast. Check out the Heard It Here podcast page. We'll have this up later in the morning. Chase Miller, Nolan Schmidt on with us right now. Busy offseason. I feel like we've talked it to death. How great is it that college football is finally here? Well, we still have to wait one more week, don't we? Well, not technically. I guess it's technically that we're fo- football is back, but NDSU football has to wait one more week. So I think we'll have one more week of talking over these at least NDSU specific storylines uh, one more time around before we get to Target Field on Saturday, though. We talked about it on the podcast, the Thundery Herdcast, Chase. It just, even for us, guys in the business, the, the same questions over and over and over. This point of the year, 
I know coaches and players, they're ready. They just want a game, and we're at that same point. Exactly, and I think the one thing for this at the end of the day, too, is they're they're ready to hit someone else. They're ready to get to something else. Matt Ants is ready to finally answer questions about a game week and not what are you going to do as a first time head coach. Tyler Rolls ready to finally call a play twenty eight ISO on one on one. You know to 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 Trey Lance. David Braun's ready to kind of get the defense and put his imprint on it. And they're ready to play. And hey, the Twins. If you go on their Twitter page, guys, just a half hour ago tweeted, "Don't miss at NDSU football versus at Butler U football at Target Field on August thirty first. And they also got Matt Ants talking a little bit right there, cutting a promo from when he was probably down there throwing out the first pitch with everything. So the Twins, when you get that national recognition, that just gets you more exposure once you're going to play at Target Field. We all know it's more about the event, maybe so forth, than the game because it kind of has a David Goliath-esque kind of feel to it. But uh, I think everyone is ready to finally get to, I know it's week zero this week. The Bison don't play this week. UND doesn't play this week. South Dakota State doesn't play this week. You know, there's only four teams in the FCS that can actually strap it on, but everyone is ready to get to officially, I guess you can say week one now coming up, you know, next Thursday through Saturday. Nolan Smith, Bison Illustrated, the Bison Illustrated podcast. You can check that out at bisonillustrated.com. We got ESPN's College Game Day on the TV behind us in the studio. How? What are, in your mind, Nolan, some of the big storylines? We've spent the first part of the program talking about the quarterback position, Trey Lance being the starter. Beyond that, though, what are you watching for this upcoming week and headed into the opener an early part of the season for the Bison. Well, I think a lot of fans, and myself included, and probably all of us, are really interested to see what this wide receiver core does. I mean, uh, you know, note number one, you have a new position coach in Noah Pauly, which is the second second wide receiver coach in as many years for a lot of these kids. Um, your most senior wide receiver is Phoenix Sproles, who only caught, you know, I think seven balls or something like that last season, going to be a sophomore. Um, and, and had that one touchdown against Colgate last year. But then you got a guy in Christian Watson who's really always been on the cusp of doing something great. He has the physical attributes to be a really good wide receiver, but he hasn't quite stayed healthy. I mean, we saw that throughout spring football and even kind of bleeding into the fall slate this season, but he looks like he's going to be ready to go. And then beyond that, you're looking at guys like Zach Mathis, who's a redshirt freshman who has the size of a guy like Plaxico Burris, like 6'6", and you know, razor thin. And it's interesting to see how he uses his physical attributes to become a, a key contributor in the wide receiver room. But you got two wide receivers, too, from the Texas area in Braylon Henderson and DJ Baptiste that Matt Entz seems to be really high on, talked about him on Media Day. True freshmen that are going to need to step in and be contributors. And I'm interested to see how kind of the quarterback chemistry goes with these wide receivers. Obviously, Trey Lance and Phoenix Sproles are pretty well known as like best friends on the football team. So it'll be interesting to see their connection early in the season. But this wide receiver core, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last year, but we always kind of had in the back of our minds that, well, there's always Darius Shepard. There's no Darius Shepard this year. And it'll be interesting to see when, and we've talked about this, Swanee, on a third and seven, on a third and eight, who's, which wide receivers get in the ball? I mean, or, or is it going to be a tight end? I, I mean, early in the season, I'd like to believe it's probably going to be a tight end like Ellison or Babbage or Gindorf. But 
you know, those wide receivers, they got, they got the athleticism to be really, really good this year. It's just a matter of if they hone it and, and make it work. I'm going to go with Nolan on the offensive side, too, just because defensively, I think you can say there's one or two playmakers at every level on the defensive side, whether you want to go with Tuska, whether you want to go with Jabril Cox, Hendricks. I mean, you can go to Marquise Bridges. So I think the defense kind of feels like you know what you're going to get. Now it's just adding around, you know, the centerpiece, so to speak. I I, I go back to the one of the articles I wrote on the on the fan to start the this uh, fall camp was the running back position. I mean, you lose Lance Dunn, you, you lose Bruce Anderson, you lose about two guys who can rush for a thousand yards per year, get Seth about Wilson yeah too. ten touchdowns per year, and Seth Wilson's done with the ACL with what he had in the spring ball. So now all of a sudden you look at your roster, and this is without the new guys coming in. You know, this is without having we'll see what they do with the redshirt freshman rule and how they use a couple of the uh, freshman running backs in. But you have Ty Brooks and my biggest question with Ty always he's a zero to 60 guy but can he play a full 11 games and not get injured or not get nicked up for a regular season or 12 games this year before he gets to the playoffs I know probably Ty is sick and tired of people saying that but you know the proof's in the pudding so to speak that he hasn't gone 15 games and stayed healthy Sabian Clark is going to be more that Bruce Anderson-esque uh, a power running back he's been in the system already for a year he's a guy from Iowa I know Swanee mentioned it earlier in the show so you look at what he can bring to the table we haven't seen him too much yet as Bison fans, what is his zero to sixty? What is his caliber of you know wanting to bulldoze over middle linebackers and being that physical hitter? You have Adam Cofield who put up good numbers last year, but we kind of forgot about him because you had the aforementioned Anderson and Dunn and Ang. I'm curious how Cofield's running style mixes in with how Tyler Roll wants to call plays, and then you kind of have the scat back in Dimitri Williams and Dimitri took the redshirt season to transfer from wide receiver to uh, the running back spotter transition, I should say, and he kind of reminds me of a Ty Brooks, a scat back, a guy that can go 0-60. to We've seen him on special teams a lot. He's got some wheels. He's got speed. He can fly. If you put him and Ty Brooks in a 50-yard dash, that would be really fun to see in practice. But after that, guys, after those four, it's going to be some some freshmen. And that's the question is, can those four stay healthy for most of the year? Because if you get one to go down in the non-conference, you maybe get one to go down against Illinois State or UNI, all of a sudden you only have two running backs that are back from last year's team before you have to start going Swanee into your uh, into your freshman pool. This is Herded here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan, we got Nolan Spitt from Bison Illustrated and Chase Miller from the fan talking about the big storylines heading into the 2019 season. Ty Brooks was electric in last year's playoffs. And I know, Nolan, you've been high on Adam Colefield for a long time. Against South Dakota State, he had 49 yards rushing. Ty Brooks did. He, had, he ripped off a couple nice runs against Eastern Washington. Bruce Anderson was out for that game dealing with an injury. Adam Colefield had six carries for 77 yards and ripped off a 51-yarder against SDSU. I think you're right. The, the production at the wide receiver position the Bison are going to lean heavy on that offensive line early in the year. Whether you have a freshman quarterback or a senior quarterback, with the Bison offense, you want to stay away from those third and plus six type of situations to take advantage of Trey's legs and to make the defense respect run pass on third down. You want to be right around that third and four or less because then the defense has to respect Trey breaking loose and, and ripping off a big run. But you take a look at some of these numbers, and Darius Shepard, what a fantastic preseason that young man is having for the Green Bay Packers. A couple big catches earlier this week against the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders in Winnipeg. North Dakota State's leading receiver coming back is Ben Ellison, who had 14 catches. Eight of those 
for touchdowns. He's a red zone weapon. Outside of that, Watson had nine catches for a buck 65. He had that nice extension diving catch at South Dakota. Those those are two guys where having been in the Bison system now for a full year to see how much they've picked up and for the game to slow down and for them to understand they've got all kinds of athleticism. One of the keys at the wide receiver position is the footwork, running good routes and creating separation from the defensive backs and knowing where to go to on the field, those areas to maybe break off a route. Trey's running around. Okay, now I need to break off this route, create that separation to Nolan, to your point, on that third and seven. So that, that'll be something. I don't know we're going to see it early on. NDSU with that offensive line should be able to bully the Butler Bulldogs and throughout a lot of the non-conference play. But it's it'll be something that throughout the non-conference bit by bit, That'll start to come together for North Dakota State. Well, I think, you know, one question mark that the Bison don't have on offense, and you just hit on it, Swanee, is at the offensive line position. Matt Entz is very confident that NDSU has a you know a wealth of depth at, on the offensive line. And like you say, to that third and seven, when Trey Lance drops back, he has to have time to get rid of the ball. I mean, those receivers can make those breaks. They can make those cuts and get wide open. But if he doesn't have the time to get him the ball, then it's a moot point. I mean, NDSU's offensive line, I don't think we're, you know, obviously it's a, it's a thankless position mm-hmm. uh, across the offensive line, but I don't think we've really talked about how big these guys have factored in in this seven championships and eight-year run. The offensive line has been pivotal, and they're bringing back guys like Zach Johnson, who seems to have gotten bigger over the offseason. He's I don't know huge. How. Man, he's a large I don't human know being. How. Dylan Radens, who, again, seems to have gotten bigger over the offseason. Obviously, Dylan's only going to be a junior this year. But, I mean, you got guys like, that have been in the program forever with, like, Carson Schoening and center, Nash Jensen, Zach Kubis. These guys have been around the program for a while, and they're ready to take that step. Cordell Volson as well. So I'm, I'm really excited to see this offensive line work, especially with a new offensive line coach and A.J. Blazek, who seems to have really, really captured the, the momentum that Connor Riley left behind as he left for Kansas State. I want to get your guys' thoughts. We're going to take a quick break here on Herded Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan, thank our sponsors, Seaberg Power Sports, Welton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking and Express. Coming back, wrapping up the show, we'll talk about the North Dakota State defense. And how about this, fellas? Angela McFadden. Angela McFadden sends us a message on Twitter. She's listening and Plano, Texas, and she's got some Bison ties, one of the newest Bison fans. So thank you, Angela, for tuning in and hitting us up on Twitter. More Heard It Here with Swanee coming up after this commercial break. Listen here, Bison country, as Swanee and the rest of the folks at the home ranch lasso up the good, bad, and mostly the ugly, the really ugly. Like a hard day and night of tailgating for 15 hours ugly of NDSU's opponents on the Thundering Herd cast. How great was that? We, ha- we have some talented voice guys here on Heard It Here with Swanee. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Nolan's over there shaking his head and just, just laughing about it. That is absolutely fantastic. We uh, had Josh... Let us play that. He's running the ship, running the board. We don't we don't have a Bison opponent to talk about now. We'll get to that next week. We'll focus on North Dakota State. We got Chase Miller, Nolan Schmidt from the Bison Illustrated. Want to want to thank the listeners real quick. You guys out there during the uh, off season, 
last March, heard it here with Swanee won an Eric Severide Award from the Midwest Broadcasters Association. So that that's all about you guys. That's nothing that that I'm doing. It's 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 Nolan coming on, Chase coming on, the interviews that we get. So thank you guys for tuning in. To heard it here with Swanee, make sure to check out the podcast after the show on 740thefan.com. North Dakota State's code green defense. For all the talk that's been made about what North Dakota State's losing, let me read off some of the names on this two-deep depth chart. Cole Karch has been around a while. Derek Tuska is one of the best defensive ends in the FCS. Aaron Mercadell has been around a while. He's coming back. Jabril Cox is one of the best linebackers in college football. Marquise Bridges and Josh Hayes have been starting since their freshman and sophomore years, respectively, in some key games. And Matt Ants, oh, James Hendricks, Jimmy Football, one of the best leaders in this program and in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, he's anchoring that defense and defensive backfield. And Matt Ants says Michael Tutsi is the best player on the football team. Code Green's loaded again. I don't think... You know, we look at those big names like Tuska and Cox. Like, that's not the thing that I'm focused on. Like, I know what Derek Tuska can do on a on a game-to-game basis. I know what Jabril Cox is capable of. And I think it's a, probably a Buck Buchanan award this year, I mean, as, as a junior. But I'm interested to see guys like Tutsie, guys like Jackson Hankey, who's only a sophomore, is going to be manning that middle linebacker spot. Those two guys had stellar showings in their in their freshman and redshirt freshman seasons last year. We saw the little you know the little pieces. Hanky especially was phenomenal at linebacker last year, and Tutsi had a few interceptions that we saw. Okay, well maybe this could maybe he could actually fill in for a guy like Robbie Grimsley. Maybe we could fill in for a guy like Dan Marlette. And I'm really excited to see these new faces of Code Green. I mean, I think of a guy like Batty Ogbu too, from a redshirt freshman from Shiloh Christian, who I've talked to you about quite a bit. I'm really excited to see these new faces kind of take ownership of this program because we've seen glimpses here and there over the course of the past few years, and now it's time for them to move into these starting roles. And I'm really intrigued to see a guy like Tutsi, a guy like Hanky Ogbu, Spencer Tony, Wagey. Tony Pierce. Tony Pierce. I mean, Wagey, You know, hopefully, I think he. Matt Ent said he might be missing the Butler game. I think it's. Um, but he'll be back for the UND game. But Wagey had a great season last year, so it'll be really interesting to see these new faces because. We know what I know what Marquise Bridges is capable of. I know what James Hendricks is capable of. He's a ball hawk. So I, I'm really excited to see these new faces of Code Green. You kind of went right down uh, my my street with some of the names I was going to bring up too. So and the one thing NDSU's done really well. Uh, and it goes back to even when Craig Bull was here and, and it kept through climbing is that they play not just four or five defensive linemen, they play six, seven, eight, nine. And if they can get 10 guys in in a game where they feel like, okay, we can give the ones some some rest, we kind of feel like we got in hand, we'll get the younger guys in there, get them some reps. So when they do have to come in or there is a spot where there is an injury, it's not maybe as wide-eyed for them to play at this level. And that's what you're – hoping to see against Butler. I guess when you take a look at the non-conference, UND is going to provide a tougher challenge on paper than what Butler is going to provide. A 3-4 defense. They got a couple of guys there uh, up at up in Grand Forks. Mason Bennett, a guy who almost had double-digit sacks last year. They got a couple corner spots. The offense is going to be new for UND, so not sure what you're going to get out of them. With Danny Freund, you look at what Delaware has. They lost a lot defensively from, from last year's team, but it's their first true road game. 
and curious how the Bison will play. You don't really see them playing on the East Coast too often, so something new, something different to talk about a CAA team. And then UC Davis, that that could be the non-conference premier game. I mean, right now to start the season, that is a numeral number one FCS versus FCS top five game. And then you get run into the Illinois States, the UNIs of the world. So the schedule sets up where you're taking steps up almost every week and there's some different storyline every week that goes into it target field you start to play und now every season for how many ever years until one of the teams leave the conference again you know it's going to happen every year now where you're playing und you're going to play delaware on the road true road game and then you bring a guy who could win possibly the walter campbell award in for uc davis and you're going to see a completely different style of team in uc davis they made the playoffs last year so swanee i kind of like how this schedule builds itself up for the bison here in 2019 davis's quarterback jake mayer is that it or meyer mayor mayor jake mayer a favorite for the for the Walter Payton Award going to the best offensive player in the FCS. The exciting thing for me, guys, is, is to get to see some of these new guys, to see what they can do. Because we talked about earlier in the show, this is a talent business and how talented NDSU's roster is. A lot of the guys we just talked about had not just multiple offers, but had FBS offers, schools in the Mountain West, in the MAC, even K-State in Iowa wanted some of these guys and for them, having been in the program and under the tutelage of Jim Cramer, how about Jim Cramer bringing ice cream, an ice cream truck out to practice Sugar earlier free. this week? Sugar-free, fat-free <laughs> fat free. ice cream. For, uh, Didn't for, know that existed. For those guys to be under Cramer's supervision and guidance for a couple of years is so critical. And then they, they've learned. The upperclassmen in this program do such a good job of mentoring and teaching the younger players. It should be a fantastic weekend in the cities next week well you talk about you talk to any of those senior or even junior players if you interview them there's some somehow they always end up bringing up we're just trying to teach the next generation how to be a bison right and i mean you talk about coach kramer i mean matt Entz. there was a reason why matt Entz said that was really the number two thing that they needed to do once matt Entz became head coach was keep jim kramer in the weight room it's pivotal. I don't think we can underscore how big of a deal Jim Cramer is to this football program because I think of a guy like Batty Ogbu who came in here who was, you know, built athletic, and he turned, you know, Batty Ogbu in one year into an absolute monster on a defensive end. A lot more muscle, way more built. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, guys, they get built, you know, after one year. It's just a testament to the program. Like trucks, Chase. They're like <laughs> trucks and tanks. Yeah, some people like to say bulldozing, and we, we've seen it against Sam Houston State. We've seen it in the playoffs. When you get holes open like that, the running backs can kind of do the rest. And you look at someone who's Ben Ellison. I mean, he was a pretty good-sized, large individual, but now he's a lean, green, you know, grilling machine right, right now at tight end from Holly, Minnesota. So at the end of the day, I'm glad we finally get to game week at the end of the day. You know, I know we get to hear Swanee's predictions again normally at this time and we won't <laughs> 58 we, to zero. <laughs> there, there we go. We, we won't hear anything uh, this, this week for it. and a half point yeah. favorite. So it'll be interesting uh, next week uh, to see here that prediction. So I'm curious what the prediction is going to be once we get down uh, Broadway, so to speak at this time of the year, but uh, no, it's fun. I'm glad to be doing it again. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think a lot of Bison fans are still going to have Frisco or bust. However, I'm going to put a, uh, a cautionary tale to it remember there's going to be a year where they don't win in frisco there's going to be a year where they don't make it back to frisco however it's not this year i I don't (laughs) i don't think the buys are going to take a huge drop off barring injuries and what they have coming up here in 2019
Folks, stay tuned for Chase's show coming up right after I uh, heard it here with Swanee. want to thank our sponsors, Seabird Power Sports, Welton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, Altendorf Trucking, and Express. also want to thank Nolan Schmidt and Chase Miller. They'll be around for the FCS roundtable throughout the year and every Saturday morning when you're getting ready, firing up the tailgating, going to Minneapolis, the West, lots of the Dome. I'll be with you on these airwaves from eight to nine listening in to heard it here with swanee check out the podcast the thundering herdcast on 740 am the fan.com and remember the strength of the herd is the bison and the strength of the bison is the herd